The Secret Church Podcast is a resource from Radical.net. For The Secret Church 19 study guide and other resources that go along with this audio, visit Radical.net slash SC19. This is Secret Church 19, Episode 8. All right, two sections left, letters from Paul and letters from others. So much to learn about prayer from Paul. He's constantly praying in his letters, asking for prayer in his letters, talking about prayers in his letters. Brothers, pray for us. So let's dive in. Romans 8, prayer in the Holy Spirit. Paul talks about how the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So how awesome is that? The Holy Spirit is our helper in prayer. When you pray, you are not alone. The Spirit of God guides us in prayer. He helps us to pray with hope. He helps us to pray with patience. The Holy Spirit is our helper, and the Holy Spirit is our intercessor. He leads us to pray according to God's will, which, think about this, we have a built-in supernatural guide for praying according to God's will, which makes sense in light of all we've seen, all we know about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit illuminates our, understand, our minds to understand God's word. It's God's word that drives us the way we pray, so the Spirit brings God's word to our minds and then drives us to pray according to God's will. And he does this Romans 8, 28, 30, for our good and for his glory. He leads us to be conformed to the image of God's Son. So God, lead us, guide us, direct our praying by your spirit, we pray. Next, I put miscellaneous, unceasing prayer, all the different references to Paul praying without ceasing. Oswald Chambers said, if we think of prayer as the breath of our lungs, the blood from our hearts, we think rightly. The blood flows and the breathing continues. We are not conscious of it, but it's always going on. God, teach us to pray unceasing prayers in such a way that we constantly thank God for others like we see Paul doing all the time in such a way that we constantly intercede for others like we see Paul doing all the time. God, teach us to thank you, to intercede without ceasing. Then we dive into some of the specific prayers Paul prayed for the church. Sometimes people ask me, how can I pray for you? I sometimes ask the same question. We're often looking for, thinking about like specific needs in somebody's life. But this is where I just want to encourage us, when in doubt, pray for what the Bible says to pray for Christians. You will never go wrong with praying these prayers for me. I will never go wrong in praying these prayers for you. Think about Ephesians 1, a prayer for open eyes. Just listen to the prayer. It's, this is spirit-inspired praying for this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you my prayers of the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might. So as you pray for others and for yourself, pray for a spirit of wisdom, Pray for the knowledge of God. Pray for eyes to be open to the hope we have. Eyes to be open to the inheritance we have. Pray for eyes to be open to the power we have. The power that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion of every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the one to come. He put all things under his feet, gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills it all in all. Oh, that is a powerful picture. Follow the logic there. Paul says, Christ has all authority, the church has the fullness of Christ, like God has given the fullness of Christ to the church, which means Christ commissions the church with all his authority to go and make disciples in all the world. Like, all authority has been given to Christ, and he's, been, he's given it to us. Like, do you realize what this means? Contrary to popular ideas in the culture, sadly, even in the church, brothers and sisters, the church is not weak. The church is not frail, fragile, stagnant, or struggling. The church has the fullness of Jesus Christ. And it's high time we as the church start realizing who we are and what we have in Christ. We do not have any reason to fear. We have the fullness of Christ. We are not victims powerless before sin. We are victors with power over sin. We do not shrink back from challenges and mission here and around the world. We face them boldly because we know how the story is going to end. Our leader, our head, is head over all. And he has said, my resources are at your disposal for the accomplishment of my mission in the world. 
pray that we would realize that. God, open our eyes to realize that. Let's pray this for each other. Then Ephesians 3, prayer beyond our imagination. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory may grant to you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner beings, through Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. You may be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh, pray for strength through God's spirit, faith in God's son. Pray for grounding in God's great love. Pray that I, pray that you, that others would know how much God loves them. Pray for filling with all God's fullness. The experience the fullness of God's grace and power at work in our lives and pray for experience of God's abundant power beyond our imagination far more abundantly than all we could ask or think to his glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever amen keep going Philippians 1 pray for ever increasing love it's my prayer I just pray this for you right now that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so you may approve what is excellent so may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes to Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God ha huh. pray for growth and love for growth and knowledge and discernment pray for pure and blameless living until Christ comes to us pray for the fruit of righteousness that comes from Christ in us Are these not great things to pray this is so this is why I split up the things I pray for people in my life on different ways because there's so much I want to pray for them Colossians 1, pray for a Godward life, not cease to pray for you. I ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness, transferred us in the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Oh, pray for a wise understanding of the will of God, for a walk that is completely worthy of God, fully pleasing to God. Pray for fruit and good work for God. Pray for growth in the knowledge of God. Pray for, for, for strength from the power of God. Pray for patient endurance in the middle of life's trials and temptations and suffering and pain. Pray for joyful thanksgiving in all these ways. Pray for his inheritance, his rescue, his redemption, for his forgiveness. Thank God for his inheritance, his rescue, his redemption, and forgiveness. I just... I mean, just pray one of those prayers each day for the people in your family, for the friends who are closest to you, for the brothers and sisters in your church. First Timothy 2, a prayer for leaders. I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgivings made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, desires all people to be saved, to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man, man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. So the initial exhortation here, pray to God for all people. So do we pray for every kind of person? Every kind of person. No category of person that you should not pray for. There should be diversity in our praying. Pray for leaders in high positions. So, and Paul's writing this under the rule and reign of Nero, who was violently persecuting Christians. And not just Nero. As best as we know, there were hardly any Christian rulers existing anywhere in the world at that time. Paul says pray for them. Pray for the king, the ruler, the leader, the emperor who is plotting your persecution. Pray for the king you suffer under. The leader you don't agree with. Pray for the ruler you don't approve of. What do we pray for? Paul didn't tell the Christians to pray that God would blast Nero into oblivion. He said, pray for peace amidst persecution, for kings and all who are in high positions. We may lead a peaceful and godly, quiet life, dignified in every way. Pray for salvation for persecutors. Pray the rulers, leaders, even persecutors would come to the knowledge of the truth about Christ. Don't miss the picture Paul's painting here. The progress of the gospel in the world is dependent on the prayers of God's people in the church. A.B. Simpson, he founded the Christian and Missionary Alliance, was said to wake up in the morning, bow on his knees, clutch a globe, and just weep in prayer. And think about the theological motivation behind this kind of praying. According to Paul, 
We pray like this because God desires the salvation of all peoples. When we pray for Jews and Gentiles to be saved, we pray for friends and enemies to be saved. We pray for Democrats and Republicans, Americans and Palestinians, Hindus and Muslims, rich and poor, white and black, for the Huey and the Baloch and the Saudis and the Somalis and thousands of other people groups to come to a knowledge of the truth of Christ. That doesn't mean all people will be saved. Does mean, this does not mean that God's will has been thwarted when they are not. It does mean that God loves all people, 2 Peter 3, 9. He desires their salvation. And because he desires their salvation, we pray for the salvation of all peoples. When you pray for your lost family members and friends and neighbors, for people groups who are hostile to the gospel, all kinds of people around the world, pray knowing that God loves them and desires their salvation. And pray like this, not just because God desires their salvation, but pray like this because God deserves their honor. God deserves the honor of all peoples. Verse 5, there is one God who deserves their worship. Worship is the fuel of praying in this world, and worship is the goal of praying in this world. Think about it. We pray night and day, week after week, for all kinds of people in the world to come to a saving knowledge of God, and we look forward to the day when all kinds of people will indeed know him and worship him. That's what we're after in prayer, like worldwide worship. That's our motivation, our anticipation. We pray for all kinds of people groups to be saved. We look forward to the day when every single people group will worship his name. See the theological motivation here? And then it's not over yet. We pray for all kinds of people because Jesus died for the rescue of all peoples. There's one God, one mediator who gave himself as a ransom for all kinds of people. Revelation 5, worthy are you to take the scroll by your blood. You ransom people for God for every tree, tribe and language and nation. This is where all of history is headed. So we pray, Lord Jesus, claim the people you have purchased, all the people from among all the peoples. Toward this end, we pray for leaders. We pray for presidents, prime ministers, rulers, leaders of all kinds and all kinds of positions. We pray for their salvation. We pray for your grace in them so they might lead justly and wisely in ways that we lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. You are the one true God, Jesus, the one true mediator who has made a way for all peoples to be saved. Bring this about, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. First Thessalonians 3, a prayer for love and holiness. Now, God, may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness with God before God our Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Pray for increasing love for the church and for the lost. Pray for blameless hearts before God at the coming of Christ. Second Thessalonians 1, prayer for grace to glorify God. To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling, may fulfill every desire, every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power. So the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray for alignment with the calling of God that our God may make you worthy of his calling for strength for the work of faith. Pray for much grace from Jesus. Pray for much glory to Jesus. Oh God, even as people are writing right now, I just pray that you would make them worthy of your calling, may fulfill every resolve for good, every work of faith by your power, so the name of Jesus might be glorified in them according to your grace at work in them. In Jesus' name, amen. Then here I pulled out miscellaneous texts from Paul's letters that represent prayers for the growth of the church. As we pray according to the word for the church, we, will, we, we pray for hope, joy, and peace in the church, Romans 15. Pray for faithful and righteous living, 2 Corinthians 13. Pray for victory in spiritual warfare, Ephesians 6. Pray for victory in spiritual warfare. Pray for strength and of faith, 1 Thessalonians 3, 10. And then miscellaneous prayers for the spread of the gospel. Pray for successful mission in difficult places, Romans 15, where Paul's facing potential threats to his life. Pray for personal boldness to proclaim the gospel, Ephesians 6. Pray that words may be given to me to open my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Pray for open doors for the gospel, clear speech with the gospel. Pray that God may open a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I'm in prison. I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Pray for the rapid and reverent spread of God's word. Pray for us, brothers, that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored. 
2 Thessalonians 3, 1. You put all these verses together. It's clear what we saw earlier. Like God has given us prayer because Jesus has given us a mission. Prayer is for the accomplishment of mission. If we're not using it that way, we're missing part of God's design for prayer. John Piper put it this way. Could it be that many of our problems with prayer, much of our weakness in prayer, comes from the fact that we are not all on active duty, and yet we still try to use the transmitter? We've taken a wartime walkie-talkie and tried to turn it into a civilian intercom to call the servants for another cushion in the den. We see repeatedly in Scripture that prayer is a walkie-talkie for warfare, not a domestic intercom for increasing our conveniences. God's given us prayer because Jesus has given us a mission. So, so much to prayer from Paul's letters. I encourage you, like, commit some of those prayers to memory. Write them down somewhere. Just pray these prayers for different people in your life, for the, in your family, your church, for the lost, for the nations. Use these prayers from Paul. Thank you for listening. You can find more episodes from Secret Church and thousands of other free resources at Radical.net.